podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddock blues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues Podcast. I'm Paul and today I'm joined by Melinda, Jamie and we've got Somebody making the debut, it's Dan. How are you, mate? You okay? I'm good, thanks, mate. Yourself? Good to be here. Yes, yeah, sounds. Yeah, Melinda, how are you? I am good, thanks. How are you, Paul? Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, got a bit of a cold, but I don't moan about stuff like that. Uh, Jamie? Yeah, no, how are you? I'm all right, how mate. You, thanks, mate? you? Yeah, well, we're in uncharted territory here because we've actually got another win to talk about, which is just... Since we started this podcast, I don't think we've ever had two wins on the bounce to talk about. So mm-hmm. uh, forgive us if we lose our way here. We haven't. Uh, we just don't know what to do with ourselves. We're just used to the doom and gloom, but there is no doom and gloom today. But before we start, Dan, you're gonna have to go through the initiation process. No problem. Because mate. we do this to it to everyone who comes on. Who did Be this gentle. to you? Who did this to you? Who made you? Who's the bastard who made you the Nevertonian? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think. To, yeah. <laughs> It's basically tell us your Everton story, mate. Why, why, why you're an Evertonian, basically? Yeah, it, it, quite a routine answer, really, mate. It's uh, it's me, old man. Uh, it's it's always our dad's fault, isn't it? Um, sure is. Yeah, got, <laughs> yeah, I had no choice. Obviously, got me first uh, first Everton kit bought for me. God, how old was I? About two or three, I think it was. Um, it went to my first game when I was about how old was I? I was four, I think it was. Because it's sort of cut long story short, mate. Yeah, I was a military baby and. Um, I was living in Leicestershire when I was younger, and um, my dad's obviously yeah. from Merseyside himself. Um, so obviously, I was the only kid in my uh, my primary and secondary school that was wearing the Everton kit during the, during PE and football and what have you. Uh, my first game was at Filbert Street against Leicester City. I think it was 1994, something like that. Uh, I, I remember it quite well because uh, we were sat in the home end. Uh, we drew two all, I think it was. Duncan Ferguson that, got sent uh, off. Anders Limpa. Did Anders Limpa score in that game? Yeah, if I remember rightly, yeah, we were in that white and grey kit, the NEC yeah. one. It was, uh, it was a really nice kit, that as well, actually. Yeah, um, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, was two all. So uh, that, that was my first game. And then uh, not long after that, I went to the game against, it was a home game against Middles. We sat in the top balcony. We won 4 0. Kinchelski scored twice, I think it was, if I remember rightly. That was a hey. hell that sorry. Hello. Mate, cross your face. Stop talking like that. She'll be, she'll be telling this. Sorry. She'll be telling this story in twenty years. It was your fault. She will be, yeah. Yeah. She absolutely will be, yeah. She loves a kit bless her, but she's uh, blissfully unaware of all the other uh, underlying issues that comes with being an Evertonian. Uh so yeah, that that's um that's my story with it really. Obviously, um, yeah, just always been a just been massive. Once I went to Goodison Park for the first time, it was I was hooked. Um, you know, it's like uh, it's it's like a disease, isn't it? It's um, yeah. just gets you, doesn't it? And, and you're there, aren't you? Uh, regardless of how rubbish we are, and um, you know all the pain and suffering we have to go through, we're still there, aren't we? We're still present, despite obviously you know you've all been there yourself, saying never going again. That's it, swerving it. Just keep going back, don't we? That's it, mate. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to put this myth to bed as well. You've been sit- I've been sitting next to you for. Few years now, isn't it? Ten years, would you say? Maybe. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be getting on for that, mate. Yeah. I'm I, I'm not a moaning bastard in the game, am I? Or am I? No, to be fair, I mean, unless because <laughs> I'm a bit of a moaning bastard as well. So yeah, I, the I pair of us, we're, we're like the same. Me, me, you, and me dad are the same, aren't we? We always have a little good moan throughout the game, like. Yeah, I, I quite often pick up on my dad sort of sat to my left hand side when he comes yeah. instead of me eldest. Um, he just kind of sits there in silence and shakes his head at me. But yeah, it's, 
is what it is, isn't it? You know, it's never going to please everyone, are you? No. I think I'm the the Everton, the, well, the so-called Everton dar out the two of us, even though I'm like 26 years younger than him. Yeah. <laughs> thought you meant me. Uh, then I was going to go, oh, no, 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 another one. Yeah. 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 Let's just get into yesterday's game then. Melinda, I'll come to you because, you know, you, you couldn't get on the last one because you, I think you were away. You were climbing up Ben Nevis. I um, sure was. <laughs> and I think you thought to yourself, shit, they're never going to win another game. Now, now that I'm back, but you actually managed to win a game. It was a fantastic performance that yesterday. Just talk us through your thoughts, your initial thoughts on yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't watch it right from the start because I was at, um, I was actually at a kickboxing class. So I was like running back. I was like racing back to try and catch the match. Um, so I think I started watching about 15 or 20 minutes in or something like that. But as soon as I turned it on and started watching it, it was just such a strong performance. Like I, I, I was kind of sitting there thinking, is this Everton that I'm watching here? Like what's going on? I think a lot of people yeah. were kind of feeling that way, but um, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was brilliant. Um, right from the the first goal there from Onana sort of, that was a brilliant assist to James Garner there. Brilliant goal for, for him. I'm, I'm sure he's absolutely made up with himself. Um, and then that second goal from Calvert-Lewin, just absolute, just absolute composure from, from him. He's definitely back. I, I think 100%. And as everyone knows in this podcast, we are like his biggest fan. We've never doubted him. So we love you, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. You are spectacular. Yeah. Um, but I just I can't really fault any player really on the pitch yesterday. I just, I just thought the whole performance was just, it was just absolutely fantastic, Paul. It was, it, it was great. And, you know, I mean, we'll get to your views as well, because I don't know if anyone knows this or not, but Paul actually did go to the match yesterday. He didn't tell anyone, though. He didn't, you know, he didn't. He didn't, no, make, I never, I never he, tell he didn't I make it a big deal. He yeah. didn't want to broadcast or anything. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, must have been amazing hearing those away fans on even through the the screen yesterday but to be actually there yesterday Paul it must have been amazing yeah it was it was a spe- special atmosphere like it was good um, it got to a point yesterday in the game I think we were 2-0 up and spirit of the blue started and we didn't stop and the the home mm. fans of any ground we go to they absolutely hate that song by the way they hate yeah. it <laughs> they despise that woo yeah, they always yeah. take the piss out of the woo, and I'm like, it's the best part. Like you're just jealous; yeah, it's not yours. Like piss song. off. <laughs> and do you know what? For once, Melinda, we actually do know the meaning. Don't know the meaning of losing. Sorry. So, me and you, you always go on about we need to change the words to that song, don't we? But <laughs> yeah. There you go. We've we've uh, we've won our last two games. But Jamie, what is this wizardry and this weird thing that we're going through at the moment of Everton being consistent and winning two games on a bounce? What was your thoughts on yesterday's game, mate? Uh, convincing more. I think Brentford was more of a pride thing and coming away going, you know what, they were, they've done well there, they've shocked a few people. But yesterday, I thought they were just very convincing in the performance. It, it was just weird to watch, I'll be honest. It was just weird. The pressing out of them was just like, what's, what's going on here? Am I watching a, a highlight? Am I watching Premier League years or something? And this is a different <laughs> team. I, I, it was just a joy. And people were going, getting carried away. It was Aston Villa's reserves. It wasn't. And it was, if anything, it was Everton reserves as well. So I, I just think it was just brilliant from minute one to minute whatever the ninety was. They were just brilliant again. Yeah, it was great performance, wasn't it? Yep. Dan, happy Evertonians, mate. Well, what's going on here? It's, uh, we've had a rough couple of years there, haven't we? But back to back wins makes everything feel a lot better, doesn't it? Just talk us through your 
thoughts of the game yesterday? Did you watch it? Uh, I didn't watch it, mate. To be honest, um, I was I was doing some um, some bits around the house and with the kids and and uh, just a few few bits like that. Um, I, I, I'll be honest with you. When I first saw the, uh, the team lineup, I was um, I was moaning a little bit. I thought, oh, you know, I thought, why not just keep keep the team the way it was at the weekend? Why change a winning team? You know, the usual sort of um, sort of argument. Um, but obviously, just kept tabs with the score. Um, listened in on on the radio Merseyside when I could as well, and um, yeah, just sounded fantastic. Um, much of the same, really, from Brentford. Just sounds like they were we, we were in control in the, the middle of the park, and we were um, playing aggressively, winning it high up the pitch. Um, you know, and, and it seems that that was the case on the uh, the highlights as well. From what I've seen, you know, two fantastic goals as well. I mean, the ball from Anana in particular for the first goal was was phenomenal, wasn't it? Because I mean, I'll be honest. I think you've been there with me as well. We've uh, been amongst uh, Anana's biggest critics, I think, haven't we? Yeah, um, definitely. Saying he's a bit of a myth and all that, but. Uh, Last couple of games, he's been fantastic. Um, you know, and the finish from Ghana as well, it's um it's phenomenal, wasn't it? And it does concern me that there's a buyback clause in his um contract as well for United. Um obviously the way that he's going at the moment, it looks like um he may not be playing for his next season, but you know, try not to think that far ahead. Um and uh, yeah, Calvert Lewin's goal as well. Um as Melinda mentioned before, I think yeah, it very much looks like he's uh, he's well and truly back. He's um sounds like he looked fit, he looks sharp. I mean, you probably um you could probably confirm that, can't you? Having been there yourself, um, yeah, just uh, he's in the right position there, wasn't he? To nick the ball away, wasn't he? And it's a fantastic finish as well, you know, under a lot of pressure because you know we've all criticised him as well, haven't we? Saying oh, we can't do one on ones, but you know he he put us shut us all up last night, really, didn't he? Um, just yeah, great finish, we, um, yeah. absolutely made up, mate. Fantastic to uh, to finally be talking about back to back wins, and hopefully on Saturday it'll be uh, three on the bounce. Yeah, it does feel really strange to talk about a win. Then that Arsenal game, I think me and you just sat through the entire second half and just slagged every single level yeah. player off, didn't we? It's just we every did. single player got it, didn't he? So it's nice yeah, to be able to talk boring, nice about them for a change. It yeah. was, yeah, it was awful. But I'll just stick with you a minute, mate, because you just mentioned it there. What were your thoughts when you when you seen our, our best mate, Michael Keane, playing from the very start? When you thought uh, He seemed to, was... change, in my opinion, he thought he changed the system just to get him in here, but it really worked, didn't it? Yeah, I mean that that was my sort of line of thinking when I first saw it. Um, yeah, I, I feared the worst to be honest because uh, I'm not Michael Keane's biggest fan at all. Um, you know, I th- he does get a lot of stick, but you know, for, for every sort of good performance, there's you know several uh, very poor performances from him. Um, you know, he's he's always sort of he's always good for a mistake if you like, isn't he? Um, you know, a bit of a howler. So it's, I mean, I, I would personally not like to see him playing for as much longer but um you know it's uh, you've got to trust the manager haven't you obviously again contradicting myself uh, saying that Dice isn't the right man for the job all the rest of it you know he's kind of uh, drawn me back in a little bit with him um but yeah that, yeah that's the question mate yeah I was um I, I was yeah I was pretty fuming really when I saw he was uh, being included again yeah just when I thought it was out he pulled me back in stuff yeah, it's yeah. Isn't it? it's ridiculous. They always manage to do it, don't they? And you know, they'll continue to do it, won't they? And they'll break our hearts again. And you know, the cycle continues. Well, Jamie, when you seen the back today, what what were you thinking? Were you thinking he's being overcautious, or were you just thinking he's just trying something new? And is it something that you'd like to see his play thicken with? Sorry, going forward. Um, not our own. I don't. I, I mean, if he was to do that formation on Saturday, I think he'd be up more. But I think he's gone last to Aston Villa. With the four nil in mind as well, and I thought he's, you know, he's just that can't happen again. So he's sort of nullified Villa, and I thought well, we're good enough going forward now to be able to maybe score a couple of goals and shut these out. 
And I think he's had penalties in the back of his mind. Listen, we all know it was got, it, it was going straight to pens. I think he's probably thought if we can shut these out, the worst I can get to is a penalty shootout, and let's just see what happens. Um, but Michael Keane was bothered, not really, because I know the Carabao Cup brings sort of selections like this. But he, to be honest, he he done really well, Michael Keane. So hindsight's a wonderful thing. But yeah. I wasn't really that bothered because I thought Carabao Cup always brings a couple of changes. Yeah, Melinda on our group chat, just seen a, a message off you but when the team was announced and basically it was a what the fuck moment. Sorry for swearing, wasn't it? But, but yeah, what, I know because you, you and me think similar when it comes to Michael Keane. We just think he's, I know Dan's just said that as well, he's just a disaster waiting to happen, isn't he? So what was your initial thoughts when you seen him in the team? My initial thought literally was, what the f like you yeah. know what i mean like what why is he doing this like have you not learned anything from the past however many matches he's been in this you know since he's been under Deitch? and we always have this ongoing joke don't we of what does michael keen have on sean Deitch? because like it must yeah. be something really good because why don't tell keen... him don't tell him what my reply was please <laughs> i i won't don't worry that is <laughs> confidential to the group chat don't you worry yeah. um but um yeah i mean like i, I gotta agree with jamie like i mean i, I can't the lad you know just I I think people can kind of get sometimes get the wrong end of the stick from this podcast like we we don't hate Michael Keane like we don't hate him we just want him to be consistent we want him to just have that consistency on the pitch because sometimes he he can be brilliant he can be absolutely we've seen him you know bag absolute worldies for us you know and he does have moments where he can do his job extremely well but we've gone we've said kind of going back to we've said this before I just think his presence sometimes makes other players quite twitchy you know Pickford being one of them and then Tarkovsky as well I think being another one as well because we saw him go a bit downhill and you know I just I think he needs to start taking his own sort of weight and and bearing that himself and and keep moving forward in a positive way when he's on the pitch and not kind of relying so much on his other teammates to carry him if that makes sense like I think you know we saw a good performance absolutely will Deitch probably put him in for Saturday probably to be honest with you after what he's seen now he probably will um I just hope and pray that that's Michael Keane that we're going to start getting now more consistently yeah I think Michael Keane would probably will look a better player with two other centre-backs next to him and a yeah, and a full back and a full back next to him. I think it, that, usually when a team goes so back three, it's because the manager doesn't really trust the defense. But I think it was a purely tactical thing. And about when you say we don't want players to fail, it's it's a game of opinions. Football, that's what it's about, and it should always be about that. It should always be about being able to criticize a player. You're not criticizing a man. We say it all the time. We're just criticizing a player's performance. But Jamie, you wanted to come in there, mate. Sorry. No, I just wanted to ask you something, Paul. Um, obviously you were at the grounds and stuff like that. What was the sort of feeling around the fans, you know, when the team got announced, was it, oh, no, he's playing, or did you say, take some comfort of seeing Tarkovsky's name and Brantwaite and go, well, you know what, the, he's got them two around him that'll help him out, they'll, they'll get him through the game sort of thing. Yeah, no, it was a case of when the team sheet was announced, everybody was like, oh my God, Michael Keane. But then we seen the rest <laughs> of the t- we seen the rest of the team and thought, well, he has actually gone quite strong, so he's, he's not exposed. I mean, if he would have played him with God, no offence to him, if he would have played him with Godfrey or someone, then Patterson, and then Michalenko had gone for a four. I would have been like, oh, God, we're in for a bad time here. But he had the insurance of Jared Brantwaite, who is just immaculate, in my opinion. And Tarkovsky was getting better. 
in the last two games looks like he's back to himself. So yeah, it was a mixture of oh no and oh yes. So there you go. Yeah, Dan. Yeah, I was just going to ask ask another question there, mate, as well, because obviously I never got to watch a game myself. Um, how, how did he play in general? Was he um, did he look pretty solid? Did he or? Yeah, go on, Jamie. <laughs> um, I thought he played all right. I thought yeah. he played all right. He got caught on the ball a couple of times, um, which again had the other two just cover him up for him and sweep up for him. And he played a couple of passes. There was once he actually stepped out in mid into midfield, yeah. and was mm-hmm. like a prime John Stones. He was just we were all <laughs> like, well, "What's happened here?" Honestly, I, I honestly do believe, and this is not me getting carried away. Listen, I think having them two next to him, next to him, gives him a massive bit of freedom as well, bit of relief. Sure, one, yeah, I think that's one of the best games he's played for a while. And listen, he can't get any worse. But I'm saying he, he was he was okay yesterday. He genuinely was for Michael yeah, Keane's yeah. standards. Sorry, yeah, he got a ball yeah, yesterday. Good. I noticed in the second half, and he sprayed this ball to Dan Juma, and I was like, "Yeah, it's Tarkovsky." That, and then I checked it again. I'm like, "Oh no, it's Michael Keane." Yeah, <laughs> what's happened to him? He's had the out of body experience or something. <laughs> but no fair play to him. Like, no, I I think Jamie, what you've touched on there, I think you're right. I think having sort of that security now of having that those two strengths at the back maybe gives, does give him a bit more of you know freedom to kind of bring that ball forward a little bit yeah definitely definitely yeah well let's move into the midfield then and Jamie I'll come to you first is that Amadou Onana's best ever Everton performance in your opinion yes um it's probably one of the best performances I've seen from a midfielder for quite a while not just him. He was everywhere. He'd done everything he, he, a midfielder should be doing. Tracking back, you know, getting forward. Um, just thought he was all-round brilliant. Yeah. Well, that's what we want to see more of, isn't it? When it comes to Onana. I mean, that's what we've all been waiting to see. Somebody take the game by the scruff of the neck. And the size of the lads, he should be running a midfield like that. But I just thought him and James Garner together were immaculate all game, weren't he? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think um, the 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 partnership of the first goal between the two of them is is only just a fraction of of the great work that they had put on the pitch yesterday together. To be honest with you, he's just he's just such a presence on the pitch. Like you said, he's he he's a very tall lad, you know, and he's got a lot of power. I think, but behind him, we've got. I think I saw a stat, and I think we have the average, like the tallest, like the players are, are the tallest in the league. I think it's Everton. Not yeah. sure anyone else has seen that yeah. stat, but we've got a lot of power, a lot of presence on on the pitch, and um, I think definitely we need, we need to keep seeing performances like that from Amadou Anana because he's a he's quite the threat. You know, um, a lot of people have doubted him, and we just mentioned earlier on on this pod as well, like you know, sort of the myth around him, and you know, another kind of failed recruit into Everton, and you know, but um, I definitely think yeah, that that was a very impressive performance from from him, and we need to keep need to keep that up. He was just yeah. so the whole team, like I, the the two things that stand out to me, they were just calm and they were composed. And I haven't seen those two things in this team. I, the last time I can remember, we had a performance like that. I just, I can't. And I was just blown away because they just were on it. They were so switched on yesterday and it was, it was really lovely to watch, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Where's it been? Where, where's it actually been? Well, it's, you know, yeah. Just got to take the rough with the smooth on me. But Danny, yeah. you mentioned before we've sat in Goodison Park last week and on other weeks, and we've thought we can actually see there is a, a good player in a very good player in Amadou Onana. But it's just like, come on, lads, get let's get it out of him. But 
I don't know if you, if you watched the highlights yesterday. He just completely ran the show from till he went off, basically. And it wasn't no coincidence when he went off. Everton went a little bit to to shit, didn't he? When he went mm. off, it was just wasn't the same when he went off. But it's just getting that out of him, isn't it? We've got a really good, a special player on our hands there. If he can, but it's, it's just about consistency with him now, isn't it? Yeah, most definitely. Um, like I say, we see the signs, don't we? Um, you know, he's a big, big, strong, powerful lad, isn't he? He's a unit. Um, I mean. As I say, it's uh, it's about time that we started seeing some performances out of him. Uh, it's quite frustrating, isn't it? When you know, kind of uh, the only thing that he's been offering is you know just trying to be a bit of a cheerleader to the crowd. Um, you know, and you think, oh, you know, why can't you sort of put that that amount of effort into your game? Um, but uh, but but no, fantastic. I mean, as I said, I've only seen sort of the brief highlights of it, um, and just obviously from what I've heard from yourselves and from other people who um, who watched it and who've been. Um, just sounds like yeah, he was fantastic. That he was, um, you know, he was he was a comfortable sort of um, a reassured presence in the middle of the park. Um, and that ball as well, like I said, I've mentioned it before. The ball through to Garner was just, it was phenomenal. It was like a no look pass, wasn't it? You know, so a little bit of showboating in there as well. So just, uh, just be nice if he can keep that up. Um, you know, and add goals to his game as well because um, he should really be chipping in with goals if he's. Uh, I mean, what what's his best position? Is he? A, is he? A, I've always thought is he an eight box to box midfielder or is he more of a six or? I've always kind of struggled with what he is, really. Yeah. I think it, it depends who he's playing. But I think yesterday he was allowed to go forward a little bit more because James was Garner he? done a lot of work. And I think he trusts James Garner to use the ball properly. I mean, I like Garner again. Yeah, I like to Corey, but with the ball, they're not the best, are they, when you've got loads of time to no. think so. No. But, uh, yeah, he does have an eye for a pass, though, doesn't he? Oh, nah, and it, I mean, it's, you know, oh, yeah, it's such a big lad, you, you wouldn't expect it, but it's eye of a needle stuff. And the stuff I, the thing I like yesterday when he put that ball to began, he celebrates before the ball even goes in the goal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you even know if you've oh, seen the clip, but uh, yeah, we just need yeah, more of that. Pull, he pulled a Dwight McNeil, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, did, yeah. Yeah, Ross Barkley when he uh, celebration the other day. Yeah. Remember Ross Barkley when he took it around the keeper against Bournemouth and he celebrated before oh, he yeah. scored? <laughs> yeah. I remember sat in the park and that day going, please don't miss. Please don't miss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good It's yeah. good when it's your team, isn't it? If it was the the opposition, you'd be absolutely fuming. Oh, yeah. Imagine Salah doing that going on Pickford. And... Oh, yeah, we'd be, oh. we'd be absolutely in, up in arms about it. We'd be saying, yeah, lack <laughs> of class, all that. No, yeah. Not a sportsman, all that sort of stuff. Eight-year ban. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, absolutely, and rightly so. But if it's yeah. no problem at all. Absolutely fine. Well, Melinda, we'll come into his, we touched on there before, but James Garner, we, you know, I think as a fan base, we've been all been calling for this lad to play. And yeah. I stupidly said, I think he's right back now. Yeah, well, and Paul, another masterclass from me there. But um, he was brilliant yesterday, wasn't he? He was absolutely yeah. fantastic. I mean, that's Definitely. a play. We've got a player on our hands there. And, you know, him, I think he's only 22, and I think Onana's only 21. You've got McNeil, who's only 23, 24. We've got a young team. I think a lot of people forget that. I mean, I've certainly forgot it. So the yeah. signs are good for the future, aren't they? Definitely, yeah. We have to remember sometimes that, like, you know, you, like you just said, we do have a quite a young team, don't we? Um, but uh, no, I see so much potential in James Garner. Um, I really, really hope he stays with us because I do think that we, we've got a spectacular player on our hands and he's from Birkenhead guess who else is born in Birkenhead because great things grow in Birkenhead look at that dreams yeah, do come true sometimes don't they um, <laughs> I oh, saw that of, Jamie all, all the best people all the best Didn't people are from Birkenhead auntie all the best people are from Birkenhead <laughs> yeah Jamie just uh, give us your thoughts on James Garner I thought he was fantastic yes he played in this proper position and he showed you know what he can add to the team and 
I think he could get a few goals as well. I think that's the first of many, hopefully. Um, but no, I thought he was brilliant yesterday, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Um, I think Paul, to be honest, that co- that's a good compliment you have paid a lot that you you forgot how young he is because he just looks yeah. so mature. He looks like he just takes the game by the scruff of the neck, and we've been waiting for that. And you know what? And Anne has been waiting for him as well. You know, mm. he's been waiting for someone to give the that he can give the ball to, and he as you said before, he trusts on the ball to give him it back and he can move forward. But James Garner is, is a player. I think we've just got to do everything we can to sort of keep hold of him. I know we shouldn't talk like that, but we have to. Um, but right now, let's just enjoy every moment. And the fact that he can play in different positions is a bonus, but that's that's where he needs to stay now, Mr. Dice, please. Thank you. Yeah, you're right, Jamie. He's, he, he's, he's a huge asset, isn't he, in, in that sense? He's he's quite, you know, he can kind of play all over. But um, no, I I think that Dice needs to keep him there because I... I think that partnership between him and Onana, I think um, you said it, Paul, I think there's more, definitely more goals to come from him. Yeah. I think he's one of the players that needs on James Garner. If you were to tell him he's playing left back, he'd, he'd put a hundred percent in, tell him he's playing right back, play, tell him he's playing in goal. He'd, he'd put a brilliant performance in. I think he's just happy to play, isn't he? But would you say midfield is definitely his best position? Centre midfield, yeah. sorry. Well, 100%, mate, yeah. He's, um, he's just calm on the ball, isn't he? Which is exactly what you want. You know, if you're trying to win a midfield battle, um, you know, and, he, and he's got an eye for a defence splitting pass as well. You know, yeah. as we've seen, he's, uh, he's he's more than capable of. Uh, so long may it continue. But like I said before, we've got to trust in what Dice wants to do. Um, trust in the process and all the rest of it. If he puts him at right back, he puts him at right back. You know, albeit, you know, in our opinion, he's wasted there. You know, he's paid a lot of money, isn't he, to manage uh, Everton Football Club, whereas we're just mere fans, aren't we? Yeah. Well, speaking of right-backs, I thought, um, and I haven't put this in my notes, I thought Nathan Patterson looks better in a five or a three, whatever you want to call it, as a wing-back than he does actually just playing right-back. I think he's another one who needs that help with extra defenders. But I uh, thought he had a good game yesterday. Did anyone pick up on that? He looked all right to me. Like... Yeah, he done well. Yeah. Done well yeah. against John McGinn, yeah. yeah he's that McGinn as well. He was playing left-back yesterday, wasn't he? I couldn't believe it. Yeah, he was. It was weird. It was weird. I didn't. He, I thought he was just drifting out, and then he just actually actually was playing left back, which is yeah, which was crazy. Like for me, but top hat doesn't play quite well. well about Aston Villa. Have you seen in the news this week that the players are complaining about the shirt being they're getting soaking wet when they're running around? Have you seen it? Yeah, I've I mean, the, design, the design of the shirts, they're like like a bin bag on them, not breathable or something. He said, yeah, don't they? Breed, it's like the material stuff. Oh, so, they're basically running around, and it's like it got like a. A weight on the back. The, I think the, the shirts have been designed for but who's asked to sweatshirts or To be fair though, they did beat yeah. Chelsea three days before it with the exact same shirts on. Yeah, yeah there you go. So, who's who's yeah, the kit supplier? Is it Under Armour? Is it awesome? Castor. Castore. Castore. Oh, yeah. Castore. They're the ones that do ranges, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, just talking about doing those, you know. Oh, is he? Yeah. That, like, yeah. But, anyway. no, I don't want to, don't want to get in bin bag kits, do we? Up, up the bin bag <laughs> toffees. Yeah, <laughs> Come and get your black bin bags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of awesome. another player who I thought was really impressive yesterday, and um, Dan, I'll come to you first again. Um, he can add a different dimension to our team. He he works so hard, and you wouldn't think he'd, he'd been out for months as well. Was Jack Harrison? I thought he was superb. Yeah. He was an outlet all the time. He's a he's a fullback stream because he'll just get back and help, and he can run all day. And I know Melinda fancies the pants off him as well. Oh, <laughs> do I ever? Jack Harrison, Dan, um, are you excited about what he could possibly bring to this team? 
Yeah, most definitely. Um, was it, it was the lead up to the um, to Garner's goal, wasn't it? Where he did that nice little cut inside, did he? Um, yeah, he was kind of the manufacturer of it, wasn't he? Uh, and I, I saw a couple of uh, clips of him when he played for the reserves as well a couple of days ago. He looked really yeah. good. I mean, you can't read too much into it, or under 23s, whatever it is. You can't read too much into a game like that, can you? But uh, early signs look really good. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't really watch him too much at Leeds, but I've, I've only ever heard really positive things about him. So, yeah, I'm excited to uh, to see how he develops. Um, you know, be nice to see him potentially get a start on uh, on Saturday against uh, against Luton. Yeah, Melinda, I think you'll agree with this on on many levels. He just looks a naturally fit player, doesn't he? Looks like he looks after himself and. You know, a lot of players can take the time to get back into the stride of things, but that's the signs were good yesterday that he's just ready to go. Yeah, yeah, the lad just didn't stop like at all, did he? He and and he was just so consistent throughout his whole performance. I thought he was, I thought he was brilliant, and I think, um, yeah, like you said, you you wouldn't have known that he's been out for months. You know, um, he was very very strong, um, and he just got he just he was just stuck right in there. He just, you know, he, he would just be right, right on it. He, he didn't miss a beat uh, at all yesterday. So yeah, I think he's going to be very important for us. Um, yeah. Just very, very impressed with his first performance to be honest with you. I just, it, it just kind of blew my mind. It's such to be that, that on, on it, like literally yeah. that on the ball. Uh, but uh, no, it was a brilliant performance from him. Very impressed. Yeah. Jamie, some of that, you know, he's a, like Everton's probably other fans of other clubs saying he looks like a, an Everton player. Now, whatever that looks like, I don't know, but he actually does look like an Everton player. He looks like he could become a bit of a fan's favourite because he will just run himself into the ground, won't he? And he's got a bit of quality to go with it as well. I mean, I'm expecting a few, uh, like Melinda says, a few thunder bastards from him as the season goes on. Like, uh, he's got a, a whopper of a left foot on him as well. Like, But he, he just looks like an Everton player, doesn't he, going forward? Yeah, he was brilliant yesterday. Like, he depression. You look quick as well. Um, mm. He did look quick. To be honest, it was a bit of mad because he actually reminded me of Dwight McNeil. And when I sort of realised that he was replacing Zach McNeil, I was thinking, wow, you know, that's some squad depth already, that, that we can bring Harrison off and put a life-for-life player on, who will press and he's got quality on the ball. So I just, again, I was a bit wary of him because I was like, oh, please don't get injured, you're playing so well and you're going to get Everton there in a minute. But <laughs> I, I just... I just thought he was fantastic. As soon as he picks the ball up, he's looking to go forward straight away. It's not like kind of go sideways. He's running at people, which I don't think we've got in this team right now. Yeah. It's something you mentioned yesterday as well. It's um, it's nice to have better options off the bench now, isn't it? I mean, you've got the likes of Beto, Decore, Garner Gay, McNeil coming on. I mean, last season we had, God love him, Tom Davis. We had other Neil players Mope. coming on. I can't even think of Neil Morpé. Yeah, it was just like, there was there was no strength in depth, was there? But... Hey now, no slander for my French prince, how dare you? Yeah, he's absolutely shite, let's be honest. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Who's Behave. that, Decorey? <laughs> no, Morpé. Oh, Morpé, oh God, yeah. yeah. Less said about him, the better. <laughs> yeah, but Dan, it is good to have it. The, the bench looks a lot stronger now, doesn't it? We have a lot of options. Absolutely, yeah. Um, especially, I mean, touched on McNeil there. He's He's been fantastic, hasn't he? I mean, he's certainly... Uh, the game the other day against um, God, my mind's gone blank. I've been in work all day. Who did we play the other day? Played Brentford. Yeah. I was going to say Bournemouth then, but it's another team that plays in red and black. Um, yeah, he, he looked back to his full, full fit, sharp self, didn't he? Um, can you hear me? Have I gone yeah, off again? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, sorry, Melinda, mate. I don't my mic went off again. Yeah, Melinda, yourself up. That's all. <laughs> no, you're all right. Uh, yeah, he um, he certainly looked. Um, 
look back to his uh, his old self, um, and it, yeah, like you say, it is good to have that like for like um, replacement, isn't it? If uh, one of them is to get injured, heaven forbid that happens. <clears throat> um, you know, it's good to have those options, isn't it? Um, cause yeah. like I say Harrison, uh, early signs, don't know enough about him to sort of pass any kind of um, you know intelligent comments on him. Um, yeah, just early signs look really good. Um, so all positive, all positive. So it's uh, it's what we want, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, just it, just different it, options, isn't it? It just makes me laugh because remember, like last few seasons, we've you know, we'd be at the game and people be screaming out, "Make a change, make a change!" and um, literally would turn around and be like, "Who, who, who yeah, do you yeah. want him to bring on? Like, who do you want him to sub?" Because there's literally no one on the bench. But uh, yeah. what a like what oh, a one eighty we we've done now, right? It's it's literally like sitting there yesterday. I thought, oh yeah, he's going off, and oh yeah, okay, McNeil's coming on. Oh my god, this is like, I'm not mad at this. Like, this is a new feeling. So, yeah, yeah it's good. I mean, we haven't got Neil Morpe and big Solomon Rondon limber enough, ready to come on, you know what I mean? So, don't you know, even we, we, get me started. We've kind of evolved there, but another player I want to talk about, and Melinda, I'm going to come to you first, because we stuck by this lad. I know we all have, but Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I mean, how good is it to see this lad happy? For the start, oh my god! I'm playing really, I'm playing really well as well. It's uh, it's nice to see, isn't it? I mean, he's been through a lot with injuries and stuff, and he seems like a genuinely nice lad. I think that's why I take to him. He just, he just seems like a nice lad. So, but it's good to see him playing well, isn't it? And, and you said on Twitter he's, he's well and truly back. Do you believe that? I I do. You know, I I do, and it's um, it's something that I I believe he said. I don't know where he said it, but um. You know, he he said, you know, when I'm back and I'm st- I'm scoring goals, like that's when I know I'm doing well, and that's you know what I need to continue to do. Something along those lines. He he had said a, a comment about, and I believe it. I think he definitely works off of you know confidence. Like I think when he performs well and he plays well, he will just continue to get better and better and better, and, and sort of get back to that prime Dominic Calvert Lewin that that we all know and love. Um, he was just so calm yesterday leading up to that goal um he was hungry for it he knew exactly what he was doing exactly where the ball needed to go he he just was so on it yesterday um so calm so composed um and like you said Paul yeah I'm just made up from you know he's he he's a new dad he's got so much newness going on in in his life he just seems like a genuinely nice human being and he deserves this you know we've had a few really unfortunate seasons now with Calvert-Lewin and you know we have stuck by him because I do believe there is a a, a excellent player in there and also just a, a a lad with a with a good soul and a good heart and I think you know this is now his time and he completely deserves it he's just I think yeah. he's really grown up a bit as well I think he's been through a lot of unfortunate stuff you know these past couple of years and that's got to affect you mentally quite a lot you know and we've spoke about how important you know, on the pitch, you know, mental health is as well for a player to perform at their best. Um, but I think he's grown a lot as a person and as a player. Um, and I think we're going to see, I mean, fingers crossed, I really hope this is the case, but I think we're going to see him now completely in, you know, at, at his best. Yeah, let's hope so. He deserves it, doesn't he? But He sure does, Jamie, yeah. I think Dan touched on it earlier on. It's it's always been a bit of a criticism of Calvert-Lewin that he's his one-on-one ability against the goalkeeper, he, you know, he's more of an instinctive striker. That's, I think that's what people have aimed at him, said he's six-yard box striker, snapshots, scores. But last two times he got in on goal, I, I haven't doubted him for a second. He's shown a lot of maturity there, and it, he's shown that he's probably gone away, and he, he's probably worked on that part of his game. It, it's good to see, isn't it, that he can actually evolve? Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, 
in running through that much. He's it's hard for a striker. He's got that much time. He, he, he must change the mind about three, four times and think where I'm going to go. But he just showed maturity to think right now. I'm putting it in that corner and you're not saving it. Um, I think the best thing to happen to Calvin Dooms, Beto. To be honest, I think yeah. he, he's come. This lad's come in and Calvin Dooms gone right. Uh, they brought a new striker in for twenty five million pound. I'm not the be all and end all. I've got a, you know, if I don't play, I'm not getting in this. If I'm not ready, I'm not getting in this team. So, I think he looks like a lad with the the bit between his teeth as well, which is good for us. Which is good for us. It's great for Everton having a Calvin Lewin with a bit of hunger in his belly. It's it's fantastic, and the weight looks lifted as well. And that you know, it looks like a perfect sort of formula. And he looks free, and he looks like he's ready to go again. But that finish was just what I what I expect from him. I don't know where that myth comes from, to be honest. I honestly don't. I think he he, he is a fantastic finisher of the football, which we've seen. I think yeah. he has but he has missed in the past, he has missed a few one on ones. I I probably will give people that one and say he has been guilty of missing easy chances in the past. But listen, that's the strike and he's still a young striker as well. I think people forget that, you know what I mean? So it is a part of his game he's gone away and worked on. But yeah. Dan, it's a nice headache to have now, isn't it? Is it him or Beto? I mean, that's a, a headache that any manager wants, isn't it? Who do I play here? Do I play my new 30 million striker or do I play Dominic Carvalhoon, who's proven in the Premier League? Um, but just talking to you, it's nice to see him back, isn't it? And as I say, it's a nice headache to have either him or Beto, isn't it? Certainly is, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah he, I've always liked Carvalhoon. Um, you know, it's, I feel really sorry for him, what's happened to him over the years. He's just so unlucky with injuries. I'm just praying this time that, uh, you know, he can stay fit for it and, and have a good run, you know, because if you look at the, the quality he's got, you know, he, he could easily, if he stayed fit, he could easily contribute to 20 plus goals a season. You know, there's no doubt about it whatsoever. You know, the positions he gets himself himself into, you know, and um, the finishing qualities that he has. Um, but yeah, um, agree on Beto as well. He's, um, I mean, the game against Sheffield United is uh, his debut. He, um, he looked an absolute handful. He was getting himself into great positions, wasn't he? He was an absolute nuisance, yeah. wasn't he? He was terrorising their centre-backs. Um, you know, he just needs to add goals, but they'll come. You know, a lot of people have given him a bit of stick as well, saying he's always like, you know, the next Nias or something like that. But, you know, he's certainly never going to be uh, never going to be that bad, is he? Um, you know, he's uh, he, he looks good. Um, and got, yeah, goals will come, I'm confident of it. Um, he just needs game time, doesn't he? Um, yeah. But, yeah, certainly, um, in answer to your question, mate, yeah, it's, uh, it's a... Fantastic! I think he's going to play the two of them together because he's not the, uh, the sort of manager that plays uh, two strikers. Um, but we'll see. Time will tell. We could be proven wrong again, and I hope we are. Yeah, well, there's someone Anthony used to be on the pod. Well, he sent me a thing today saying that he's actually only this is Dominic Carvalhoon. There's only six goals off Tim Cale and seven goals off Duncan Ferguson. Now they're on t-shirts, posters, everything. They are, yeah. they are yeah. absolutely adored. By this Legendary fan base, status, so yeah, yeah. So what? So what? Why isn't this lad then? Because he's gonna break them records. It's gonna happen. He looks definitely he's, is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's going to. Happen? Yeah. He's just, yeah. I I, I don't know. Going to be, yeah. I, I I don't know what I, it must just be because we've seen him at such a high standard. You know what I mean? Like he he was flying years ago, and and I th- you know he even mm. had you know he was called up for England and everything, you know, and I just think what, what's happened with him, his injury was just catastrophic. Like, let's get real. Yeah. It was absolutely so catastrophic. What, what happened to him? Right. Yeah. And um, physically, I think there's also mental components to that as well. Cause he has come out and made statements about it that we've already, you know, spoke about, but 
I think the sisters completely hit him and it's just it's taken him years it's taken him years so I think unfortunately in the world of football nowadays anyways it's a very different world than when we had Duncan Ferguson playing and Tim Cahill and you know like it's it's a different world now isn't it it's it's much more like accessible you know it's it's much more um everything at the drop of a hat everything's at your fingertips like it's a very different yeah, yeah it's a very different world that we live in now and I think I think he's just been a bit forgotten I think he's yeah. just been forgotten and everyone's moved on and, you know, he hasn't been playing, he hasn't been getting goals and he hasn't been on the score sheet and Everton as well as a club, we've not been doing well. Yeah, We're not, that's a fair, you know, that's so, a fair point. so it's why I think that that's what it all comes down to, but now, you know, he's going to get himself back on the map and um, he's very, very close to breaking some, you know, records. So I think, yeah, I, I think it will come. I think it will come in, in time. Um, but he stay needs to start fit. getting, he needs to start, yeah, he needs to stay fit, definitely. And he needs to start getting the recognition that he so rightly deserves. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I think it's basically, it's a symptom because Everton have been so poor overall that we can't really appreciate the, the centre forward we've got on the injuries and everything else and it's social media <laughs> and everything. But Jamie's only, he's not far off Everton's record Premier League goal scorer, who's Lukaku. I mean, mm. if he stays at if he stays fit, please God, if he stays fit the next couple mm. of years, he'll break that record, won't he, and become Everton's all-time Premier League leading goal scorer. So, I think we need to give him a little bit of bit more praise than we actually do as a fan base. Do you, would you agree with that? Oh, hundred percent, mate. Um, I think Melinda is rightly said because we've been so poor in the last few seasons and we've been depending on him, and he's not been there. It's always let that sort of grey cloud over him where it's like. Well, where were you when we needed you? And he's just been injured. Now, where like you've got Tim Kyle and Duncan Ferguson, they, these fellows are made out of brick. And unfortunately, Donald McCarvey Lewin isn't. But as a player, he's up there with them too. If not, sound, this is going to sound controversial here, but I actually think he, overall he's probably better than the pair of them. Um, but it's just different ages, mate. Listen, you, you know, Duncan Ferguson and Tim Kyle were loved in 2004. We're now 20 years ahead. I think yeah. you've got to look at it that way and. I just think Calvin Lewin will get the recognition he deserves when he doesn't play for Everton. When he stops playing. Yeah, like yeah. Richarlison did, like Ames did, like everyone else did. As soon as he leaves, we go, oh, we don't have missed that Calvin Lewin. And mm-hmm. like the fellow whose record he's chasing, we all didn't think he was good enough to play for Everton. And, it, you know, it didn't work out very well there. Yeah, well, I don't want to blow smoke up our asses, Melinda, but we've always stuck by him, haven't we? Let's be honest. To be fair, we have, Paul. Yeah, I mean, so. yeah. I have to say, we are like the Dominic Calvert-Lewin fan club. Yeah, but he, he has, yeah, we are. We are. To be fair. I'm the chairman of the Dominic Calvert-Lewin fan club. But he has, spoken, he has spoken briefly about playing with Beto, and he's saying that the, the both of them have spoke about when they actually do get the chance to play together and they can't wait to bully defences. So that would be a sight to behold, wouldn't it? Them two um, having a good goal. Like. But, yeah. Like Dan says, I don't know if it's something we'll ever see, but you never know. Maybe when we're 2 0 down on Saturday against Luton. Mm-hmm. Oh, messing. Paul, now you've done it. <laughs> it wouldn't be a pod without me being like that, would it? Let's be honest. It's not going to happen, that Paul. Be positive. No. Come on. I know, yeah. We're I'll edit that now, out. aren't we? I'll edit that out. Don't worry about it. No, <laughs> it's all part of the pod. Keep it in. Yeah, but uh, it's nice <laughs> to see Calvert Lewin and, and long, long may it continue. So, right. I've got a, there's a few things that there's something that people want me to address. People have listened back to our podcast a couple of podcasts ago and me Jamie Melinda and Andy basically all said we wanted to die out <laughs> we did 
And I think Dan, I've spoke to you privately. I've spoke to you at the game. You were, you were basically the same, weren't you, mate? You weren't happy with him. I mean, I don't think any of us need, really need to apologize for how we felt at the time, personally. No. But listen, come, listen. Yeah, yeah. Come on. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm I'm still not convinced. Yeah. I'm still. Well, I'm gonna don't... come. I'll come to you first. Then, what's your yeah. thoughts on Sean Dyche now? Then, still don't love him. Sorry, you got yeah. two wins. Okay, good job. Fantastic. I'm really really happy of what you've done, but you're gonna have to show me a hell of a lot more for me to go. Okay, all right, let's stick with you. It's just not enough for me yet. It, it's not like it, they were fantastic performances. Don't get me wrong, and we need we need to keep that going. And you know, I thank him for what what him and the backroom staff have have done because clearly t- two wins on the bounce and and it's worked. Whatever that that they're doing, but it's still not enough for me. I'm not. I'm still not fully convinced. I'm still not completely on board with Sean Dyche. But um, we'll see what the next few it, fixtures bring. It's and, a start, isn't it? It's a start. Yeah, it's definitely a start, and I'm and I'm happy with that. Um, but I'm not like kissing his ass or anything. You know what I mean? Like, I'm very happy that he's done what he's supposed to do and made up with that because God did this fan base need those wins desperately, desperately. Um, but yeah, I'm very happy. You know, we, we will stick by him. We, we have no choice, but, um, I need to see, I need to see more. I need to see more from him. Yeah. Dan, as these, the last two performances sort of brought you back into the Deitch Inn camp or is it same as Melinda you, you still got a long way to go just there's still a few for me unforgivable defeats so far this season but listen you yeah. can only go after his last couple of performances and the signs are really good aren't they no they, they are mate um I mean I'm like every other football fan really I'm I'm, I'm dead fickle um you know the Arsenal <laughs> game I think we were both in agreement where we was like you know what what is he trying to do what 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 is the identity of this club what tactics are we employing here to try and you know get a result against this very good Arsenal team and it just seemed like there was no effort um, so for me that was kind of like the last straw because I thought you know the defeat you know the likes of you know getting beat at home by Fulham you know Wolves you know and, and uh, you know some of the, the performances that have come with them as well it's just like it's like you say it's unforgivable isn't it so I know obviously we didn't expect to get anything from the Arsenal game it was just kind of you know you expect more effort you know and at least try and you know be a bit rough with them and try and you know you know, steal something out of the game, but uh, we didn't do it. It was almost like we were defeated before a ball was kicked. So I was like, you know, I wouldn't bat an eyelid if he goes. But then obviously the Brentford game took place, you know, and the result come out of absolutely nowhere, didn't it? Didn't expect yeah. it at all. I was expecting another routine defeat. Um, so I thought, okay, well, you know, give him a chance. And then obviously that happened last night and I'm willing to give him uh, quite a bit more time now, to be honest. Um, you know, because ultimately, you know, if we sack another manager, you know, who do we bring in who's going to want to come to our poison chalice of a football club. I would yeah. like to think that our fortunes are uh, finally going to change for the good. Um, but, you know, it's only two games, isn't it? You know, so I'm in agreement with what Melinda said there. It's, uh, it is only two games. We do need to see a lot more. We need to be a lot more convinced, don't we, uh, that he's the right man for the job. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a start definitely, isn't it? Yeah, it gave, you know, it gave me a note before, and we were talk- before we came on, sorry, we were talking about, you know, other fans point scoring when it comes to stuff like this, you know, you know, we all went in hard on Sean Dyche a couple of weeks ago. I, I still maintain, I thought we were in the right at the time. You can only go off what you're watching, and it was it was unacceptable. It was, but so you just got to expect it. it. The point scoring needs to stop. Is what I'm going to ask you, isn't it? You just, you know, it's just. But what's your thoughts on Dyche? Basically, I got a bit mixed up there. What's your thoughts on Dyche? <laughs> uh, no, you're right in what you're saying, Paul. That this point scoring's got to stop. It's 
it's sad. It's pathetic, you know, concentrating Everton's performance, not getting one over on your fellow Evertonian because he said something two weeks ago. Yeah. Um and said something that was, was right. You know, let's be fair, but then there again, you said it perfect. It's we've won two games. Listen, it's brilliant. We all love it. It's the best feeling in the world watching Everton win. There's no other feeling like it. It's two. I'll come back at doing it ten or twelve and we're sat in fifth we're sat in tenth and you know we're in the semi final of the Carabao Cup. Then I'll you know, I'll eat humble pie and go, yeah, you know what? Massively got that wrong. This is gonna sound doom and gloom. I'm sorry for anyone listening. If we do get beat by Fulham uh Luton on Saturday, they meant nothing. So it's it's a case of carry it on, keep proving us wrong. You know, we weren't wrong to say dice out because at the time we hadn't won in five games. You know, we were on the floor, and now we've won two. So just got to keep. He's got to keep it going, and he set the standard now. So that's it. Yeah, there was a stat, Jamie. I'll stay with you. There was a stat that I read today, and it shocked me. And it said uh, Everton are second in big chances created so far this season, only behind Man City. Now, that's not something I'd expect from the Sean Dyche team. And I was speaking to someone on the coach because don't know if you know I went to game last night, but um, uh, yeah, I went to game last night. Yeah, but oh, someone was saying uh, our attack and play seems. To, I know, you know, I was the first one to say that you know we didn't <laughs> beat Wolves, we didn't beat Fulham. It doesn't mean nothing, but we did create a lot of chances. But is it something that you've been shocked to see that we seem to be a very good attacking outfit? I, I'm going to say we, all right, we didn't score the goals, but we are scoring the goals now. We look good going forward, don't we? Yeah, oh, brilliant, mate. It's you know we we look like we're going to score every time we get the ball. As soon as we get past our halfway line, we don't look like they want to go back. I think we've got the players now that go no, let's carry on going forward. Where we're so used to having players that'll just put the foot foot on the ball, turn and go backwards because there was no forward pass. Um, I think he's sort of, and that that might be Sean Dice. Listen, that that may be something that he's been <clears throat> instilling in in preseason training. Maybe he's been unlucky in the Wolves and. Fulham game, yeah, I think we were. I think don't think the anger's come from them games, mate. To be honest, I think it's come from more the the lack of trying with the Arsenal game. It was so bad that Arsenal game become was just like I think he lost a lot of people in in that performance. But he's might have won them back. But no, brilliant going forward. Look like you know prime Barcelona sort of thing. Yeah, I have just said it. Yeah, better than Barcelona. I mean, they've got better on us. Let's be honest. But uh, Dan, no. is just, is it something that shocked you watching Everton? Attack and play, it seems to be... Uh, it, it flows, doesn't it? I mean, as I say, I know we didn't score and the goals tally doesn't really back us up, but we are creating a lot of chances, aren't we? And it's not something I expected from a Sean Dyke team. No, I agree with you, mate. Um, yeah, particularly uh, the Brentford game, it was uh, it was almost very uh, similar to the um, the Brighton game last season. It was just like, you know, we, we pretty much camped in their half, weren't we? And we yeah. couldn't do no wrong when we were winning the ball back from them. Uh, you know, it was just great to see, you know... Could have uh, could have been a lot more than three uh, one, couldn't it? Um, I mean, was it obviously? I didn't watch enough of the game last night. Was it similar sort of um, a similar scenario last night? Was it as well? Yeah, we had chances. We had a lot of chances first half. I don't know how yeah. Robert Olsen kept that one out. That own, would have been an own goal from John again. Oh, I was yeah, saved yeah. that one. I haven't got a clue. It, it but Loon went round the goalkeeper as well and missed one, didn't he? Yeah, it should have been three 0 oh, half time. Should have been three 0 yeah. honestly. Yeah. Bloody joking. And Beto was onside as well, by the way. Was he? Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Did he back oh, on? Did he? That was uh, ruled out. No, he yeah. was three. No, no, he was three. The flag went oh, right. That's a piss yeah. off that because he was like gunning for that goal. <laughs> like, he yeah, was he was. On he the was move. on. <laughs> oh come on! Doesn't matter. Yeah, Melinda, 
Dyke's ball then, I know you've said, you know, the jury's still out for you, but as far as an attacking unit's concerned, we actually do look good going forward, don't we? And that it's I'm gonna call it well, I'm not gonna call it, but it is called Dyche Ball. So what you what you <laughs> make of Dyche Ball? Better be here to stay. I mean, like we better be seeing that we better be seeing that consistently week in and week out. You know, um, I mean, I do get, you know, we're going to have days that we are going to underperform, obviously, you know, it, it, it happens. Um, but we baseline, we we should be seeing that that press and that push um, completely. We, we were such a threat yesterday. It was it was incredible to, to see. I don't want to get carried away here. You know what I mean? But um, get it was carried just, away. It, get carried away it was because just... we haven't had much to talk about to get excited <laughs> over. So it was... just get carried away. Do it. It was, it was finally just nice for us to see us having the ball in our possession for a majority of the half. You know what I mean? And and yeah. um, it, it, it's in in there. You know, just moving up the pitch and can't even find my words here because I'm just not used to speaking about Everton like this. But yeah, we're usually um... talking about Bill Kent. How much we hate Bill Kent right <laughs> at the moment? So yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it was, it, yeah, absolutely. We, we were just really progressing up the pitch and, and, um, the players were just communicating with each other without communicating with each other. If, if that makes sense, it was just, it was just clicking. Something was starting to click, you know, that. And that, that, that's what I kept seeing on Twitter yesterday is, is, is this it? Is it finally starting to click? Is it finally starting to work? And yeah. let's hope this is our moment. You know, let, let, let's hope that this is the time where things start to finally, the puzzles finally, the pieces are starting to finally fit. And, and we've got ourselves a really strong, solid team on our hands here. Deitch ball all the way, yeah, man. Jamie, like, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Deitch ball all the way. Yeah. I, I second that one. But Jamie, I know we've dusted our passports off and we're planning our Europa conference league trips next season, aren't we? But, mm-hmm. you know, it just is what, what it is. That game. Yeah, you can come as well. Yeah, if you want. Yeah, like. oh yeah, I guess you can tag along. Sure. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Thanks so much for that. Yeah. Yeah, you can come. Thanks. If you want. Yeah. Oh, if Jamie, why you gotta be like that? Yeah, come. <laughs> want to? Yeah, so, Jamie, you you wanted to come in there, mate. I want to, to be honest, Paul. I wanted to sort of ask you as well, um, because I know we've had some voice notes back and forth, and I've, Melinda testified that there's been some in the group as well. And I just want to get Paul's thoughts because you were there last night, I think. And are you ready to sort of give him a lot more time? Do you think he's earned it as well now, Sean Dice, or is it sort of like Jody's still out a little bit? Is Saturday massive for Sean Dice as well? Yeah, I think Saturday's massive. I think we need to be winning. I think a lot of people are downplaying Luton, which, you know, you look at paper and you think Luton, we should be beating them. And we should, I agree with you, but I don't think they're actually playing that bad, to be honest with you. So it will be a difficult game, but I think if we can't be if we can't beat Luton Town at Goodison, and I think you've got to start asking questions. But the answer to your question, would they give him more time? I think we're going to have to now. I think it's just one of them. I think we're going to have ups and downs. It's, we said at the beginning of the season it could be a season of 14, 15. I think any one of us would take that now after the last couple of years. So, Easy. yeah, I'm eating humble pie, but I'm sort of like in the Melinda camp as well. Of He still needs to do more to, to win me completely back around. Yeah, Melinda, you want to come in there? Yeah, yeah. I just um, wanted to kind of tie on like the question that Jamie had just asked you. I think we need to start seeing better performances at home before yeah, I completely, 100%. you know, um, I'm I'm fully behind Dyche. I'm, I'm not okay. I'm not saying that I was ever not behind. Well, maybe I was a little bit not behind him, but <laughs> but but um, yeah. it, I mean, what are you going to do? Stand around and watch your team just sink lower and lower and lower and lower? Like you can't. Like it, for for everyone saying like you know, 
getting on our backs for, for, you know, not patient of this and that. No, we've been through hell and back and then went back to hell, came back, did a three point turn. Then we were just, we were stuck. Like we were stuck in this hell in this boat, just shipping around hell. And it was horrible. So I think honestly, a lot of us have been quite fair about it. I think a lot of other fan bases would have been screaming for Deitch out much sooner, to be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I I think we definitely need to be seeing better performances at home. We need to see some wins at home because this should not be happening. This is just this is ridiculous. Yeah, Dan, would you agree with that? I mean, Goodison is a morgue, isn't it? I mean, yeah. people will say you know the fans need the fans need to get behind the team to get the team up, but there's not there's not really been much to get behind us. There, but it is it's a, a morgue. morgue. A morgue. It is. It's a morgue. <laughs> it has. No, it, Jesus. Genuinely, Christ. it has. There's, yeah, there's no in between with Goodison. It's either it's either like unreal, isn't it? You know, like the, the atmospheres we've had in. You know, I hate to draw back on such experiences, but you know, like the Bournemouth game, the end of last season, Crystal Palace before that. You know, more yeah. recently, and then you've got like the Fiorentina game, obviously back in 2009, was it twenty ten? Two thousand eight, nine, two thousand nine. Yeah. You know, electric atmosphere, fantastic. You know, when it's like that, there's no place in the world that I'd ever, you know, that I'd rather be than uh, Goodison Park. Um, but yeah, it has recently. It's just been it's been terrible. You can hear a pin drop, can't you? And everyone's moaning and getting on each yeah. other's backs. And even you know the the point scoring also extends into the ground as well. You know you'll hear like little squabbles going on won't you, between supporters and stuff. And yeah. it can just yeah. be toxic, you know. Especially when we've got beat in that as well. It's just it's it's horrible, you know. And and it's like the exact polar opposite, you know. There's a million and one places that I'd rather be when it's like that. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, it's about time the team gave us something to uh, to get behind and to cheer about. You know if if we put in a performance like we have done the last two games at home, you know, consistently, it's going to be absolutely bouncing, isn't it? Because we are quite a reactionary uh, set of fans, aren't we? You know, we, we react to what we see on the pitch, you know, might make, make us sound a little bit entitled, you know, entertainers and you will be, you know, we'll, we'll sing for you, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But it's just yeah. the way it goes, isn't it? You know, we, we, we take the game in, don't we? You know, we're not sort of just going to sit there and sing for the sake of singing, are we? You know, give us something to cheer about and I'm, I'm fully on board with that. So, uh, yeah, hopefully... We'll see an improvement if we can uh, turn in performances that we've seen the last couple of games. Definitely starting with something. Yeah, it's a, you know what I agree with. It's a very it, it can sound cold, but at the end of the day, we're paying customers and we want to be entertained. Absolutely. I mean, you hear some shout by us in the game, don't you go? And I've been telling you, he's been he's shy for years. And like, we know, mate. I think 40,000 yeah. of us know you're not breaking any new ground here by telling us that. We actually know, we know what we're watching, we're not yeah. stupid, so. But Jamie on to Saturday then. Let's move on to Saturday the game. Um is it a must win for you? Yeah. Um again, if someone had probably said to me, get beat by Aston Villa but be looting, I'd have said yeah. I think it's just a Premier League to stay in the Premier League this season was the aim. A cup run would be lovely of course it is, and it's fantastic to beat Aston Villa, but the Premier League is is, is what we need to stay in. Um Playing Luton, they were obviously down there with us. To pull away from them after the Brentford game would be amazing, I think, as well. You're sort of leaving them in the dust a little bit. I know it's early to say, but you create that seven-point gap and you go, well, your six-point gap, sorry, you go, well, you know what, happy days. And I think it's a mentality shift as well, Paul, to be honest. It'd be to show where the the mentality of the players has gone. You know, how many times have we done Everton this? So, It'd be a mentality to go, well, it's mad that we've just beat two good away teams and actually come at home and won a game. We should be winning. I think that would be good for the squad and, and for the fans. 
Um, but I, I, I think it's a must win. I think it's a must win for Sean Dice as well. I think he, I just want to touch as well on what Dan said before about the fans. It's no coincidence that the two best away sets of fans in on against Brentford and Aston Villa. Because if you give us them something to sing about, they'll out sing anyone away or at home. So just give them in first, you know, two minutes past three. Dwight McNeil's going to volley a Luton player, and then Goodison's going to be up for yeah. it. It's as simple as that. <laughs> yeah, but Saturday we have to win, don't we, Melinda? I mean, as I say, I don't want to disrespect Luton Town, but we need to be beating teams like Luton Town if we want to accomplish anything this season, don't we? We have to win. Yeah, keep this, yeah. keep the momentum going and the feel good factor. And I think people will be skipping to go to some park on Saturday for once. So Absolutely. please don't let us down. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gutted that I can't be there. I'm, I'm working this weekend. Um, but I suspect the atmosphere will be absolutely amazing. You know, um, the players have completely shown up the last couple of matches, and they need to do the exact same on Saturday because the fans will be up for it. We will. We we will be skip. They'll be skipping right down to Goodison Park. Um, the, the atmosphere will be buzzing. It will be just like an absolute bear pit. I think on Saturday, because um, we're hungry for this home win. I'm sure the players are as well. And Jamie, so rightfully as you just said, this is a must win. I think for Sean Dyche as well. I think he needs to prove to us that, you know, look at the, look at the performances that I can get out of these players away from home. Let me show you what I can do with them on 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 home soil. Right. Like so, he he needs to he needs to. He needs to get this one. I think it's. I think, I think it is a must win. Yeah, yeah. It's a tactics board time in a minute, so just get yourself ready. Um, Ooh, Dan, should I go get it? <laughs> Dan, the next two home games uh, are crucial, Andy, because if we beat Luton and we beat Bournemouth and we're four on a bounce, then which is unheard of in the history of Everton Football Club, four wins on a bounce. <laughs> so, but then we've got to break then, and then we come back and we play the shite then, don't we? So it's important these next two games that we get two wins, basically, isn't it? Yeah, most definitely. Momentum for confidence. Uh, and also, you know, if we, we go into the derby on the back of four wins, you know, who knows what could happen. I mean, obviously, we kid ourselves into thinking we're going to get something out of a derby every single time we play them, don't we? But, yeah. um, uh, you know, I won't go off on a tangent and bloody and go on about that because that's a whole different uh, whole different couple of hours worth of uh, chat, isn't it? Yeah, it's your um, favourite subject, isn't it, Liverpool Football Club? <laughs> oh, no. no. I think it's, off the well, pod. No. Off the pod. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> No, it absolutely is not. I mean, me, uh, just to sort of <laughs> change the subject very slightly, me, uh, me little child's becoming a bit of a madam. So uh, whenever, like, you know, I tell her off or something for being naughty or something, she tells me she's going to go and support Liverpool and ask Father Christmas for a Liverpool uh, kit. Ah, you'll have to put her off. So she knows how to push me buttons. That is unacceptable behaviour. <laughs> well, I just say, you obviously don't, obviously, you, you obviously don't, rate, don't rate living in the house end, do you? Yeah. <laughs> obviously, yeah. I don't do that. I don't, I don't really do that, by the way. You know, just to check the record straight. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. If we if we, if we can uh, win the next two games, you know, it, it puts a whole different dynamic on the season, you know. And obviously, you know, it sounds cliche, doesn't it? But we'll at long last be sort of looking up rather than looking down, won't we? Because um, teams around us will lose games, you know. And then who knows? We might even be starting to talk daft things like you know what we brought up before about the uh, the Conference League next season. It's far too early for anything like that, obviously. And you know. All right, I'm getting carried away, but obviously I don't want to get carried away too much. Um, you know, we'll be made up to finish mid table. It. It's yeah. it is what it is. It's what it's what it's it's what the club does to you, doesn't it? It breaks your heart and then it just like you know builds you back up again, only to be disappointed again and have your heart broken. But um, yeah, but yeah you're, it's you're uh, in a privileged position, mate, because you you first time a pod, we actually get to speak about nice things. 
It is, so, yeah. I, I mean, I'll be honest. Year. When you first invited me on, I was I was fully expecting it to be just doom and gloom, the usual sketch, <laughs> be like oh, depressed and dice out, and you know we're garbage. This, that, and the other. We're going down. You know, life in the championship. But uh, nah, none of that. None, none of that talk. No, we don't want any of that. That's None's next week. <laughs> well, yeah, probably yeah, after we yeah, yes. after we get beat with three 0 by Luton. You have um, to admit it, though, Dan, that you have checked your passport and see if it's still in date. Oh, it is, yeah. It's definitely in yeah. date, yeah. I've, uh, I've got it We've in an uh, accessible place, don't worry. We've all done yeah. it. Nice yeah. little tip to Azerbaijan. That'll do for me. That'll do for me. But, Jamie, you know, we've got to keep the momentum going on Saturday. So, talking about Saturday, obviously, would you make any changes? Well, do you think Dyche will go back to the team that beat Brentford, or do you think he cannot possibly drop Calvert Lewin now? He needs to play him. Uh, the likes of Patterson, Harrison, Garner in the midfield. Go on, wow. give us your team. It's a, it's a mad position to be in. Um, I think he'll go back to the Brentford side, but I think he'll see Adrissa Gay come out for James Garner and Beto out for Calvert Lewin. I think he'll keep Calvert Lewin's momentum definitely, especially if he got 70 minutes out of him. But my team would be what I'd like is Pickford, Young, Tarkovsky, Brantford. Before you go any further, mate, do we know anything about Mikhailenko? Went off injured, didn't he? I think he's all right. Is he? Yeah, I think he's okay. It was a, apparently it was a it was a one where they like no risk it, just come off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Brantford, Mikhailenko, I'd go Anana, Garner, uh, James Garner. Decore, just to play up with Calvin Lewin, I'd go Harrison and McNeil. You play Harrison? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Decent. Dan, would you would you make any changes? Would you go back to the, the team that beat Brentford and possibly just play Calvin Lewin instead of Bethel? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I probably will be too dissimilar to the team that started against Brentford, to be honest. Obviously, Pickford in goal. Uh, just on Pickford as well. I was surprised to see him play last night after because um, yeah. he had a baby, didn't he? So obviously, That's yeah. Right, yeah. Congratulations. Made a couple of a couple of really good saves at the end as well. Kept us, uh, well, I was going to say three points. Then, but he got us into the next round for the uh, for the cut. Absolutely, he's a phenomenal keeper, isn't he? I don't get the criticism that he gets. Um, so yeah, I'd have Pickford. Uh, I'd. <laughs> Is Mikhailenko fit? Did we say? Is he? Um, he, he went off we'll yeah, I think fit. it was just a precaution. Yeah. So, yeah. So Mikhailenko, um, Tarkovsky, Brantwaite in the middle. Um, it's a bit tough to say. I mean, how, how many um, how many yellows is Young on now? Is he um, just on the one? Is he against Brantford? Two. Two, yeah. two. I think Brantwaite's a couple of bookings away from a suspension. Suspension. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd start young again, to be honest, on the right. Um, bring Garner in in the midfield. Um, Onana. Um, and I'd bring in... I'd have Gay back again as well, to be honest. Yeah. I'd start Gay again. Uh, McNeil, uh, Decore, and I would start Calvert-Lewin rather than Beto. Yeah. I'd just go for the same team as Saturday, but... Calvert-Lewin for Bethel, exactly the same. Yeah, no, he's you know he's he's confident, he's firing. You know, we, we've got to sort of um, harness that, haven't we? And you know, hopefully get him uh, a goal or two under his belt. Yeah, Melinda. So when we um, when we were playing 
Brentford. Did McNeil start? I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I would. I I want to bring Harrison into the team, though. I'd have him start. I think. For who? This is the thing. I don't know. <laughs> gone, gone again. It might have to be. Yeah, I might have to drop him. Bring in Harrison, Onana, Garner, Harrison, and then Dominic Dominic Calvert-Lewin up top, McNeil up top, Denjuma. Did he start as well on for Brentford? Mm. I cannot remember that lineup at all for the no. life of me. I don't know why. No, he didn't start. No, it was a midfield. It was sort of like a James Garner. That's sort of a free roll, didn't he? Coming off the right, yeah. So it was Onana, Decore, Garner, Gay, and James Garner and McNeil. And McNeil and James Garner yeah. sort of interchanging right throughout the game, weren't he? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think yeah, I would just I would keep McNeil definitely, Calvert Lewin, and I would drop Gay, and I would bring in um, uh, Jack Harrison. Okay. Yeah. I think he'll oh. definitely feature Harrison. And, and, and as well, I I would I would bring in I would bring in Michelenko. I wouldn't bring in Young. Yeah, Michelenko think... Michelenko and Young started against Brentford. I would do Patterson and Michelenko. So you drop Young for Patterson. I would, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would. What's I just like the I, I I like the look of Patterson more lately. I'm going to be honest with you. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Let's we'll stick with you then. Give us a scoreline, Gorm. Ooh. Head, head, okay. Head and heart. Oof. Okay. So, honestly, honestly, my my head is. I think we're going to win two nil. Okay. I think it'll be two nil. Um, and my heart is telling me, yeah, the same two nil. I would be absolutely buzzing with a two nil. My heart would well, be very happy with that. And, so head and heart are in sync today. They are. Yeah, I'm. I'm feeling yeah. a two nil win for the toffees. Absolutely. Okay. Excellent, Dan. We go with a head, a head prediction, what you think will honestly happen and what your heart. So, obviously, all our hearts say 18-11, but <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, just let us know what you what you think, mate. Uh, I, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm really, really confident. Um, and I've just got a feeling that, I mean, I'm confident we're going to win. You know, but I'm more than confident we're going to win. I think we're going we're gonna to go with, so they'll obviously, uh, they'll score one, won't they? But I think we'll, uh, we'll be... You know, we'll be firing very com- going into it with a lot of confidence, and uh, you know, I think we'll uh, we'll bag a few. So yeah, four one for me. Excellent, that'll do for me. Nice day at the office, that Jamie. That'll be nice, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, head two nil. That's the same with Melinda. Um, hey. I think we'll, we'll just control the game, and my heart, I actually think we'll beat them four nil. I think we'll just pen them back and just. Keep peppering them until the final whistle goes. Take that all day. Sounds Paul. Um, What's your lineup, Paul? So I just oh, said yeah. before, didn't I? I'd, I'd only drop. I'd only make one change. I'd uh, I'd drop Battle for Calvert Loon. That's the only change I'd make from Brentford. Oh. Uh, but we had the same one Everton. I think Luton are a lot better than people are giving them credit for. Um, I think they've been unlucky, but I think we will beat them. And me heart is saying Dominic Calvert Loon hat trick Everton three 0 that would be amazing. Good yeah, so let's hope we can uh, get the win. Um, just before we go, um, we will try and get on after Burnley on uh, Burnley. We're not even playing Burnley. We're playing Luton on Saturday. Burnley we'll in the cup, it, isn't um, it? <laughs> we'll try and do an after match reaction. But if Melinda can't get on, I know it's your birthday next week. And just oh my god, say, it is! I forgot it was my birthday. Yeah, I just want to say big, ha- big happy birthday to you. So yeah, happy birthday, oh, Melinda! Happy just birthday. in case you're not on, but if you're on on Saturday, we'll just uh, 
we'll give you loads of shit. So there you go. Cheers. Can't wait for yeah. that. So, yeah, but uh, <laughs> nice one for joining us and up the toffees. Up the toffees. Up the toffees. Thanks very much for having me, guys. Anytime. Sports Social Podcast Network.